This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine, and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and it's a new year. And uh, I have some very exciting news to share with you with today's guest. Uh, there's a new nutrition initiative that uh, was just launched, which promises to address America's very serious healthcare crisis. You know, we, we're continually pointing out uh, the uh, limitations and drawbacks of our expensive uh, healthcare system, uh, which um, delivers. Uh, services that are often uh, inequitable, uh, but also uh, often, you know, pretty harmful, uh, that there are a lot of side effects associated with high-tech interventions that are over-the-top, uh, over-aggressive uh, intervention uh, is responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths annually uh, due to uh, prescribed medications, medications that are correctly prescribed but uh, may have harmful consequences. And we're dealing with an epidemic of chronic diseases. I have a story in front of me. Healthy diet could save $50 billion in healthcare costs. The research concluded that suboptimal diet costs approximately $300 per person or $50 billion nationally and uh, may account for a very high percentage of heart disease, stroke, and type 2 diabetes costs in this country. The so-called uh, NCDs, non-communicable diseases, those are the challenge uh, these days because uh, we spend a lot of money treating these degenerative diseases, diseases that could be alleviated with nutrition. But uh, nutrition science is kind of in a woeful state. Uh, medical students receive a minimal instruction in medicine, I certainly, in uh, nutrition, I certainly did. And so to meet the challenge, uh, there's a new initiative. And to tell us all about it, uh, Corinne Bush. Corinne is, has a master's of science. Uh, she is a certified nutrition specialist, as am I. And she's co-founder and director of nutrition science and education as part of a new initiative, the American Nutrition Association. So welcome to Intelligent Medicine. It's a pleasure having you and a happy new year. It's a, thank you. A pleasure to be here, Ron. Okay. Well, you've been there since the inception. By the way, you know, it, this is not, Brand new. This is actually an amalgamation of pre-existing organizations uh, to create an umbrella organization uh, that's dedicated to the principle of personalized nutrition. So give us some background. Sure. 
Well, and you've been with us for a long time, too. So, you know, I'd like to acknowledge you, Dr. Hoffman, for the absolutely crucial role that you've played in manifesting personalized medicine and personalized nutrition in healthcare, and also realizing the, the mission of the American Nutrition Association. So we are a family of nonprofits that form the Professional Association for the Science and Practice of Personalized Nutrition. And so when, when you and I started in practice, uh, you know, a few decades ago, there was no personalized medicine or personalized nutrition profession. And so, you know, speaking for myself, I had to seek out those components that I needed. I had to educate myself, get certified. I had to beat the pavement to advocate right. advocate for my right to practice. Me, me too. It was, and, it was kind of a, it really was a struggle, and it, it was it, it was like assembling a patchwork quilt. The the instruction yeah, was not there in medical right? school, so we had to go hither and thither and yon, uh, garnering bits and pieces of nutrition education, attending conferences. They were few and far between in those days. Now there's, a, you know, like five conferences every weekend. You could be on the road all the time. But uh, right. in the early days, there really was no reliable source. Right. And so that's why we exist. So we have gathered these crucial nonprofit organizations, each with a very pivotal role, but each bringing only one part of the puzzle. So we have gathered five organizations together under the aegis of the American Nutrition Association so that we can have all the components of a personalized nutrition profession. And so to do that, we educate, we certify, we advocate, and we connect to champion personalized nutrition so that we can equip practitioners with the tools of personalized nutrition. That's what we do. So we use that term personalized nutrition to denote that it's, it's not really one size fits all. I think one of the problems with nutrition recommendations that have come down from on high, from, you know, the so-called authorities, the American Heart Association, uh, the mm. uh, government, which is responsible for the disastrous uh, nutrition uh, pyramid, uh, the it's been sort of a one size fits all approach, you know, reduce sodium, uh, cut fat. Uh, eat lots and lots of, of fruits and vegetables and whole grains. I mean, you know, the basic stuff, but uh, it hasn't really cut it, has it, for uh, the health of Americans? Not at all. And in fact, some of it, has, some of those guidelines have really done more harm than good if we take a look back at the food guide pyramid for one. And I mean, there are some foundational aspects of a healthy diet for sure, like eating more vegetables, as you, as you point to, but to really transform the health of a suffering individual. And we've seen this in our practice over and over again, haven't we, where uh, with personalized interventions, when we can uncover the uniqueness of a person, their biochemical uniqueness, and sometimes we have their genetics, that's not often necessary, but the deeper we can go, the more tailored we can be in our recommendations, the more of a transformation that we can we can provide or to enable, I should say, our, our patients and clients to really transform from a suffering, sick individual into a vibrant, healthy person who's living up to their health potential. Right. And, and some of these tools are just coming online. So uh, I think, you know, in a way, the way we can look at this nutrition revolution is that it's sort of in its infancy. It's sort of like where computers were maybe, you know, in the 1980s and 1990s when we first got our 
our, our clunky desktops and you know we didn't have uh, Google to look things up uh, you know so we had to search uh, high and low for information but uh, more and more uh, there are more studies there are more tools there's genetic analysis there's the science of omics which is looking at uh, molecular uh, parameters that can be ascertained mm. much more cheaply than in the past. I mean, literally thousands and thousands of uh, measurements can be done uh, less expensively. Uh, there's computing power that's harnessed to make this happen. Uh, and then there's even something called microbiomics, which is, you know, looking at our intestinal tracts and looking at the role that the bacteria in our guts play in terms of translating the foods we eat into uh, the nutrients we need or the, the toxins and harmful substances that undermine our health. I mean, it's, there's so much going on and we need to educate health professionals beyond uh, let's serve, uh, you know, low fat jello. Uh, to patients in the hospital or give them a can of Ensure. I guess, you know, that's unfortunately the state of the art in some places. For sure. So is in this uh, paradigm, uh, you know, some criticisms of some of the major nutrition organizations in the past have been uh, that they have been captives of, you know, whatever interest groups fund them. Uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, the wheat board or the dairy board or the meat board, uh, or whoever's underwriting uh, their research. The research seems to correspond to whatever goals the food industry has in promoting uh, one or another type of diet. Uh, is A&A susceptible to that uh, kind of influence? Absolutely not. We are the antithesis of that kind of thinking in that we don't have any ideology attached to our our work. We take us where the science leads us, so we, we, we are science-based an unbiased, personalized nutrition. And so we really feel that nutrition should be in the toolbox of every health professional and all health professionals should be able to practice nutrition to the level of their training and that this practice should be, you know, uh, not delivered with any corporate influence or any anybody's influence of the government or corporations. And so actually we have um, developed a really groundbreaking corporate funding policy whereby we um, interrogate the the corporations that would like to be in relationship with us to ensure that their science is sound, they're transparent in in uh, their relationship with us and us with them, and that they, they are committed to integrity as we are. So we've developed a, a, a policy by which we vet corporates, corporations that uh, choose to be in relationship with us, and some of them do pass that bar, and some of them do not. So, so you're not going to put uh, the ANA uh, seal of approval uh, on a box of Cheerios uh, because you get a, you know, a big contribution from General Foods. You know, that's not going to. That's not likely to. That's happen. not going to happen. No, okay. that's not going uh, to happen. Or uh, cocoa puffs, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, okay. and I think that's a really important point to bring out because I think. Your audience and, and all of the public are rightfully very, very concerned and very confused about the about the information that they get and uh, somewhat cynical, right? Because we yeah. know that a lot of the advice that we we see out there in that you know uh, miasma has been bought and paid for, and that's yeah. you know that's very unfortunate. I, th I think they just did a survey of millennials, and millennials tend to be you know a little. Uh, shall we say, jaded and skeptical. Uh, but a very, very high percentage of millennials had virtually no confidence in nutrition recommendations made by 
major mm. public health organizations. They just kind of like, you know, they, they become nihilists when it comes to uh, listening to advice because they've been burned. You know, they've, they've seen right. so so much advice crash and burn. Uh, you know, the recommendation to go on ultra low fat diets. A lot of millennials are embracing uh, uh, keto friendly diets uh, and so on. Uh, in reaction to, uh, you know, being disillusioned with recommendations. Yes. And in fact, if you go to our website, theana.org, you can find there our corporate relationship policy. It's right there very transparently. It's under standards on the website. So I invite the audience to take a look. Okay. So, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, nutrition, I mean, you know, we you can say there are certain varieties, you know, eat more broccoli, you know, reduce your sugar, uh, don't drink, uh, you know, sugary beverages, blah, blah, blah. Uh, is there room for, you know, other uh, more uh, cutting edge uh, nutrient interventions within the ANA framework, you know, such as the use of supplements, vitamins, minerals, uh, nutraceuticals? Is, is that part of the portfolio for uh, the study and, and dissemination of knowledge by ANA? Sure. So as we, uh, you know, our, our certificates are highly trained in the, the biochemistry of nutrition and nutrients. And so with the uh, personalized information that we gather on someone, we can, we can see where those deficits are and appropriately recommend supplements. So you and I know that now we have very broad and deep um, assessments available to us. And so we can really take a look at an individual's status in terms of all micronutrients and amino acids. And and sometimes when we link that up with their genetics, we could say, aha, they have a, you know, a block in this pathway that would produce this nutrient. No wonder they would need X nutrient to enable that pathway to function optimally. So for sure, that is part of the curriculum of the, and our, our corp, um, our competencies that we've outlined within the Certified Nutrition Specialist certification. Uh, so what is the CNS credential? And, you know, we both achieved it. Uh, and what value of it might be to an aspiring health professional? And, and who's it open to? I mean, can anybody, like, say we have, uh, you know, some wonky uh, intelligent medicine listener in the public who says, yeah, I want, you know, I've been listening to Dr. Hoffman for years and years. I think I, I'm going to go for the exam. Is that is that a reasonable proposition or do you have to have a... a do you have to be a licensed healthcare practitioner of some sort to get the credential? Well, the certified nutrition specialist credential does carry with it a, a set of criteria to earn the credential. It's it's actually the gold standard for advanced nutrition practice in America. And so that individual must have a master's degree or higher and complete graduate level coursework in nutrition science also a 1,000 hours of supervised practice experience, passing a rigorous board exam, which we'll, you will tell us none of the details of. Ignore. And also, My lips right, are and, and then um, completing educational requirements, um, continuing education requirements to stay on top and cutting edge on our field. So um, the CNS, however, I, I really would like to point out, is not cabined only to um to nutrition professionals. So nutrition is kind of different in that it is both a profession itself, but it's also the tool that should be in, in the toolbox of all healthcare practitioners. Mm -hmm. So we make that open to 
physicians like yourself, you've been a CNS for many years, as you said, but also dietitians and naturopaths and any that can meet this level of education and experience and exam requirements. Right. And it, uh, is it open to physician assistants, chiropractors, uh, RNs, uh, people in those professions? Mm-hmm. It's open to all of those professions as long as they have completed graduate level coursework in nutrition science, which is outlined. That too is outlined on the website. So mm-hmm. we welcome all healthcare practitioners to uh, to achieve the CNS certification. And, and the idea, you know, to. and I got to say, uh, nutrition is really popular these days. And, you know, and there are a lot of you know, wonderful uh, people out there who are purveying uh, nutrition information. Uh, there are health coaches, which require, you know, some degree of training. But I, I think that this sets the bar uh, a little higher for more rigorous uh, nutrition training uh, because, well, you know, I, I hear really crazy stuff. I mean, I, I hear, you know, patients say, well, you know, the guy in the gym, he was telling me about this amazing diet. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just... Well, you, you subsist on bone broth for 30 days. And I go, you know, uh, yeah, let me tell you about that. <laughs> you know, right. from a scientific yeah. nutrition standpoint, uh, you could probably get in some serious trouble doing that. But, you know, there's some people who uh, may be um, uh, punching a little bit above their weight category, shall we say, when it comes to purveying nutrition mm. information. And uh, this uh, CNS credential, I think, is a way of... Uh, uh, you know, establishing a sort, a sort of standard that people in, can aspire to, uh, to uh, demonstrate to the public that they really have achieved proficiency in nutrition. Yeah. And we see the Certified Nutrition Specialist Certification as uh, the level of certification to provide what we would call medical nutrition therapy or real deep therapeutic personalized nutrition. But we also believe and advocate for all uh, practitioners to be able to use nutrition to the level of their training. So there's room for health coaches, isn't there, in mm-hmm. um, in education? And there, you know, so within our, in fact, within the ANA, if you go to the website, any of the audience who are interested in joining, we do have um, different levels of membership: the professional membership, but we also have other levels of membership, some of which are free. So uh, for nutrition enthusiasts and for those that are, you know. Uh, just seeking more information, the membership is free at, at the ANA.org. So mm. we hope you'll check it out. And the conferences are great. Uh, we recently together attended a conference uh, in San Diego, and that was really superb. And it really it focused, interestingly, on environmental toxins. Now, you might say, well, that's a little bit out of the uh, mission statement of a, a group that's associated with nutrition and diet. But boy, is that on target because our food supply is so laced and our water supply is so laced with environmental toxins that it really becomes part of the conversation. And uh, it's so much of the drive towards uh, degenerative disease is triggered by these uh, substances that, uh, you know, it's a social issue, too, because we need to, really need to have a movement that calls for uh, clean, organic uh, food that's properly sourced and that's not uh, laced with harmful ingredients like glyphosate uh, and so on. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, that is a dimension of ANA uh, that is important because, you know, we're also calling for a certain degree of social change, right? For sure. And what we seek to do is to educate the world on all of these topics so that, and so bring that evidence-based science to bear on on all of the education that we do. So we had 
top scientists from around the world talking about environmental toxicity and how it intersects with human nutrition and how we can best avoid the toxins in the first place. I mean, that's the first thing I tell my clients is, you know, your first job is to prevent the input of toxins, but how can we then best handle the toxins that are ubiquitous and always present no matter how hard we try to to avoid them? So it's getting the information out there and and then um, the public can make their choice. Yeah, I was just blown away by an article that was actually reprised from uh, 2018 uh, again in 2019, and it was about personal health, uh, personal care products uh, used by young girls uh, are associated mm. with an acceleration of the onset of puberty uh, because of the uh, hormonal influence of some of these so-called uh, gender benders, endocrine disruptors, uh, xenoestrogens that are in ordinary products like toothpaste, uh, uh, hair coloring, uh, you know, and grooming products, you know, soaps, disinfectants, things like that. So um, these find our way in our, into our food supply uh, deliberately or uh, accidentally. And uh, these are the things that we're consuming. We're all laden with these toxins. Okay, this is a good point at which to pause because uh, we want to divide our podcast into two parts. We're starting the New Year's with uh, exciting news about the launch of a tremendous initiative, the American Nutrition Association, the ANA. And with us is uh, Corinne Bush. She's co-founder and director of Nutrition Rescience and Education uh, at ANA. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. <laughs> 